podcast with me Chelsea Connor your host welcome back my friends my loves my honeys someone someone messaged me and back when I first started the podcast and was like you should totally call your listeners like the house of nourishment honeys because house of nourishment is like h-o-n you know acronym um and she was like and you could spell it like h-o-n-i-e-s like honeys and I was like, that is so cute, but I think it's it's a great idea. It's a really great idea. But for me personally, it's a little too cringy. <laughs> it's just a little, I don't know. I feel so weird like giving listeners a name as if like I'm the leader and you're all like the followers. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like I, it would be one thing if I was like, I, I don't know, actually, even even then maybe I wouldn't. But I was going to say like maybe if I was someone who had like millions of listeners and had like a true like fan base or something, I guess that makes sense when people do that. But I still don't think I could do that. Anyways, um, but hey, if that resonates, if you are a listener and you're like, I am a freaking house of nourishment, honey. <laughs> then welcome my house of nourishment honeys. <laughs> but you're not mine, okay? You're not mine. You are your own person. Um, okay, so today is going to be kind of like, well, it's a solo episode today, but it's going to be like a cornucopia of all sorts of things, um, a mishmash, if you will. There's just so many things that I would love to touch on and just chit chat about. That's really what it is. Today's just going to be kind of like a chit chatty episode. Um, I thought that we could talk about summer and like what my routines and like nourishment and what I eat and stuff like that looks like. And just just for fun, really. And just to kind of like give you a look into like what I do in my life um, and maybe it'll be helpful. I also want to talk about the Barbie movie because I did mention, I think in the last episode that I was going to go see the Barbie movie and I saw it. So I'm going to, I'm going to break it all down for you. And then I also wanted to give a life update about like some trips I've been on recently, just what's going on, some new additions to the family here, things like that. So we'll see what we can get through, um, without, rambling for too long but um okay let's start with summer season summertime like routines nourishment how that looks in the summer number one I just want to say that how your routine how taking care of yourself looks for you is supposed to be different than how it looks for me I think that Instagram, social media in general, TikTok, all the things have made it really fun to kind of like watch how other people do things and then just like copy paste and do it in our own lives. It's it's really, I want to say like incentivized or it feels really good to like our brain and our dopamine to just like see exactly what someone else does, see exactly what someone else eats in a day. Um, 
you know, even like the craze around reading like business books and listening to business podcasts and productivity books and podcasts and wanting to learn like, what does that CEO do in his day? Whatever he does, I'm going to do the exact same thing to get success or whatever, right? I think that in life, it doesn't work like that. I think it's, again, really fun and like exciting and even motivating to like want to copy and paste someone what someone else has already figured out. I think that's why it's fun is because someone else already figured it out. And so it's like, oh, I've got the magic um, fix for my life. Right. And so, yeah, it's very it's very exciting almost. And yeah, the reality is it's just it doesn't work like that. And I also think that for some of us, that's part of the process. Part of the process is actually the entire process of figuring out what works for you is trial and error. It's like you've heard the word embodiment probably a million times on Instagram. If you are, especially if you're like following anyone in the wellness world, whatever. But what embodiment really means is like doing trial and error in your life or experiencing things in your life and and really experiencing it to the point where like you can now speak from that experience. You can now say like, this is true for me because I experienced it. Like that, I don't know if that's actually a great definition, but hopefully it makes sense. Like embodiment is just being able to fully feel it in your being. Like, for example, um, you know, I could tell you all day long, like, oh, you need to uh, wake up every morning at sunrise and you need to, you know, get outside and look at the sun. I could say that all day, but if I've never tried it, if I am not even doing that in my own life, the, I feel like even like the energy behind what I'm saying, people can feel that it's like, it's not like super genuine. It's, it's kind of just this like flat recommendation Whereas if I'm someone who's doing that every day and I'm showing you and I'm saying, you know, try this because this is how it's changed my life, that feels way different. And that's way more inspiring too to other people because they're like, oh shit, she's like really doing the dang thing. It is fully embodied in her. And so she's able to share from that fully embodied experience. Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense. So anyways, trial and error and embodiment and figuring out what works for you is that's the magic trick. Like that's the magic ticket, the magic potion, whatever that all of us want to find for all the um, trials and tribulations and challenges that we go through in life. I wish that it was easier and like there was a blueprint for everything, but there's not. There is no template for everything. That's... Yeah, there's something about like our generation that fucking <laughs> just like froths over a template. Like we love that shit. I don't know what it is. Um well, I guess I guess I just said what it is. It just it feels like the magic trick, right? Like the magic key for for solving our problems. Um and you know, templates work for some things, but not for the human body. Like we're too multifaceted for something like that to work. However, what I do think is when we see, at least for me personally, like I don't know if any of you guys are familiar or 
look into human design, but personally, my human design, um, basically in my chart, you know, in your human design chart, you have different chakras and the different chakras can be filled in or colored in, or they can be white, which means they're open. And when they're open, any of those chakras are open. That means that's where you're like more, um, basically like influenced by the world around you. And for me, my head and mind chakras are both open. And so as someone with both of those centers open and more influenced by the world around me, I actually feel like I do really well seeing how other people do stuff. Like I'm a very visual learner. I like to see people do stuff in school. I would just be like, I needed the teacher to to do an example of a problem on the board. And then I could be like, okay, I get it. Now I can go and do it myself. And so when it comes to sharing or seeing what other people do in their life in, you know, their summer routine or the way they nourish themselves, take care of themselves. For me personally, it's really cool to see the variety of different things that's possible because sometimes that's hard for me and maybe that's something that's hard for everyone is like imagination (laughs) like creativity of like the possibilities of what I could do with my day what I could do for myself like things like that and so by seeing all these different ideas which which that's something that social media has gifted us really um that has really helped me then be like, ooh, I want to try that. It Like I'm able to just kind of like pick pieces and like piece it together in my own way, but I'm still following my own intuition. I'm still following my own desire and excitement. And then I'm able to take those things, try them on for myself, trial and error, embodiment, all of that stuff. And then I'm actually able to like create what works for me. So I'm going to share what works for me and what I've kind of been up to this summer as far as like, you know, health and nourishment goes. And maybe this will be helpful to you. Um, The other thing that I hope that this reminds you is that it doesn't need to be perfect. And it actually can be a lot simpler than I think sometimes we think. Like when I see, oh my gosh, you guys, I was watching... I, so I like never really watch YouTube, but I have started to kind of dabble in YouTube because some of the workout videos I really like are on YouTube, whatever, whatever. So I came across, especially because YouTube has shorts now, which are like essentially reels of YouTube. Um, I came across some videos that were like right in my feed and it was like what I eat in a day and they're like a nutritionist and fitness uh, trainer or whatever. And yeah, there was a couple of them. And I was just like seeing what these people eat in a day. And number one, it just felt so restrictive. Not to be like judgmental of how these people choose to live their life, but like so restrictive that I forgot people are still doing that. Like I sometimes think that this whole idea that's gone really mainstream, at least on Instagram, with nourishment, I I tend to think that like it's so mainstream that everyone's on board now, but I forget that it's like just the people I surround myself with and like who I follow and stuff. Like it's so normal to 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 my world, I guess you could say, that I forget that there's like 
millions of other people who probably have never even heard about it. So anyways, it was very interesting to see like people's, you know, quote unquote wellness routines um, to see what they eat in a day, things like that. I was just like, whoa, this is wild. And like to see how regimented people are, which I, I think discipline is a very good thing. Um, but I do think that there is a difference between like disciplining yourself and making you do this like long list of things that are quote unquote good for you because like Andrew Huberman said that they were good for you or something. And then like actually doing a list of things in your day because that's what makes you feel good or like that's what you need today because you're connected with your body and you like know what's going to serve you that day. Does that make sense? Um, I, I also think that this can kind of differ uh, for like men and women. I think men do really well with more of just like, I don't know, I like a drill sergeant kind of way of being of like, okay, we do this at 5am and we do this, you know, I don't know. Maybe not actually, maybe it doesn't, but it definitely works better for them, I guess, than it does for women. Um, whereas women, I really think that we have so much power in like checking in with ourselves that day and nourishing ourselves from that present moment like whatever that version of us today needs and being able to communicate and connect with that you know I think that's that's the key to to true nourishment okay so all that to say let's get into it so I actually don't have anything written down so I'm literally going off the cuff on this so I'm gonna be thinking about what what the heck do I do okay so here where I live, um, our life is very much governed or ruled by the seasons. Like each season looks very different for us because we spend so much time outside. We have our animals outside. Um, yeah, just being outside is such a pivotal part of our life. And so because of that, summer looks very different than spring, winter, fall, etc. Summer is really hot here. Um, Every summer I've been here, our air conditioning is broken. <laughs> Every single summer, it breaks. Um, and so in in true summer fashion of where I live, our air conditioning is currently broken. Thankfully, we do now have these like units that plug into the wall and they keep us pretty cool. So that helps. But our house is like cool, but still like not really comfortable. I guess um or you know maybe one room is like cool and the rest of the house is hot and so because of that it's very tricky to cook in the house because it is so dang hot on top of it just being outside or being hot outside as well and you know I feel like in the summertime naturally I tend to crave things that are more hydrating um that aren't as heavy and, and that makes perfect sense, especially with like seasonal produce and things like that. So, so I really follow the cravings and things that kind of go along with that. And so we eat a lot of things that don't need to be cooked. Um, yeah, I just try to cook as minimally as possible. So there's lots of sandwiches happening. We do cook our eggs every morning. That's just like our everyday thing. That's, that's one thing about my life that like, I feel like I just figured out what worked as breakfast 
and we just eat the same breakfast every day. <laughs> like, it's funny because I'm not someone who like will do the same routine for years, but that's one thing that I have been doing for like literally two straight years. It's just my egg scramble with sauteed zucchini, sauteed onion, and sauteed tomato right now, especially because it's summer. Um, and then we eat that with either like some fried potatoes or toast or fruit. And that's our breakfast. I think it's also really helpful to have like a dialed in breakfast if you're into that. Um, so you don't really have to think because for me, I'm I'm not a morning person. And so when I wake up, to have to think about now what I'm going to eat is going to make it so my meal does not happen until like two hours after I woke up. And because it's so important to make sure that you eat pretty close to when you have woken up, um, it's just so much easier to be like, I know exactly what we're having. Um, and then it's really nice too, because a lot of times Fabian will jump in and just start making breakfast. And that's really helpful as well. So let me back up a little bit. So let's start with the morning. I kind of went right into the food, but let's start with the morning. Okay. So right now I wake up. I would love to tell you that I wake up with the sunrise. I don't. Okay. (laughs) I don't. And is it good to wake up at the sunrise? It sure is. It's probably great for you. But the realistic thing is that I have never in my life woke up early, um, like without trying, you know. So I wake up at like 8, sometimes 9 a.m. Um, I wake up, I go downstairs, brush my teeth. I always in the summertime splash my face with cold water and then like dab it dry and put on some facial oil. Um, I go outside barefoot and I just kind of like walk around for a few minutes and just like get sun in my eyes sometimes I'll sit down and like hang out right now that's just not what I'm doing because of all the animals all the dogs like to like jump on my lap and all this so I just am not getting on the ground with them right now um so I will just like walk outside be like what's the temperature of today what's going on out here then I come back in um I immediately grab a glass of water and I either add, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know if this is great for my teeth, but right now I've just been on this kick of adding either a little bit of apple cider vinegar or lemon juice. Usually it's apple cider vinegar, but I'll add that to like a whole 16 ounce glass of water and I'll just start sipping on that. Um, Sometimes I will cut into a piece of fruit because it just sounds so good. And most days, unless it's like really hot and I'm just not feeling it, which has been happening this summer, I will start making some hot water and then I will brew some nettle, raspberry leaf, dandelion root, and rose tea, which I just get as loose herbs and I put them all together in actually a French press and then I just brew my tea in there. Um, And then I drink that tea a little bit and let me tell you, that tea, I am not an herbalist, But I have realized that those herbs are really great for like mineralization, um, really great for hormones, digestive system. I don't know. All kinds of things. I am obsessed with rose. So rose is mostly there just because I love it. And I feel like it gives me like 
a loving and like nourishing and luxurious vibe to start the day with. So that's my tea blend. I'll sip on that. I try to be really intentional when I'm sipping my tea. I try to make it like a little ceremony almost where I have it in my French press. I pick like one of my favorite mugs. I sit down. I pour myself a little bit. I don't know. There's something about like pouring it from something else into my cup, almost like it's a little tea party. It just feels like luxurious and special. And it just starts my day off on a good foot. Like I just feel like I'm taking great care of myself. And even though it's something so little and I don't know, it's yeah, it's so little. It's so simple. Even just like watching the water just like trickle into my like cup and then like grabbing my favorite mug and just like taking a big whiff of the tea and taking a sip. I don't know what it is, but there is something that is just like so romantic about it and yeah it just it feels so good it's I think things like that are so forgotten like that is actually just as important as like what I'm about to eat for breakfast after the tea in my opinion I think it's just as important and part of like our whole body nourishment mental health all the things so anyways I do my tea I will sometimes I haven't been doing it lately but I'll try to grab like I have this book that's really awesome and it has like a different excerpt or like essay to read each day and it's like a meditation book and so it's always something just just like a little story with like a lesson in it that's just really beautiful and then at the end it'll have like a little meditation you can try and so I'll try to do that like I said I haven't been doing that recently so my main goal is to try and just not get on my phone But I'm going to be honest, I get on my phone sometimes, okay? (laughs) I think we all do, right? Like, that just happens. It's okay. Um, I will say that the days that I do get on my phone before breakfast, I feel different. Like, something is different. I'm less myself. I'm less present. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I'm more cranky usually. I'm more like annoyed with uh, probably people on the internet, but definitely just like in my life. So I really try not to do that. But there are times, of course, where like, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to check because I want to. Or I have texts or whatever, right? So anyways, tea, maybe reading, meditation situation. Usually when it's cooler, when it's not summer, so if it's like fall or spring, I'm doing this whole tea and reading outside. But right now it is too hot. And so drinking hot tea in the sun is just not for me. So I'll do this. And then breakfast is getting started, whether it's me or Fabian. And then we make our breakfast, sit down, we eat. Um, Also, I will say that that tea, that herbal tea that I drink, there's some kind of magic in there because it makes my bowels move pretty much immediately. Like I don't even think I finish a glass or a, a mug of the tea. And then I'm like, oh, all right, got to go to the restroom. And so I'll usually do that at that time as well. But I really feel like I think it's because it's a bitter tea. And I know, I'm sure the herbalists listening are like, this is why Chelsea. <laughs> but anyways, I think like dandelion root is it is a bitter. And so having these other herbs, also having the dandelion, 
not sweetening it. It's it's a bitter tea, right? And so I think having that bitter actually helps um, stimulate digestive enzymes. So like your stomach acid is going to start producing, your mouth is starting to taste this bitterness. And so the enzymes in your mouth start, um, you know, revving up, etc. And then I'm also like relaxed. I'm maybe reading my book or I'm just kind of sitting there taking the morning in, drinking my tea. And so it's kind of the perfect um, situation for my body, my nervous system to be like, okay, we are in rest and digest. We are ready to eat. We are ready to go to the bathroom because those things are not going to happen if you're starting your morning stressed or like anxious. And I know that's not always a choice. So I'm not saying you're choosing to start your morning that way, but if you can add in things into your morning that encourage digestion, encourage rest and relaxation and things like that, even if it's for five minutes, you may be able to give your body a chance to actually go to the restroom, to actually feel hungry, things like that. And so that's really key for me. I tend towards, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already know, (laughs) but I tend towards constipation. So this is a really important step for me. Um, But I know also a lot of people have like (laughs) nervous poop in the morning um, where it's like, anxious you know like when you have to go to the bathroom because you're like anxious and that's not really healthy either so what we want is like a relaxed chilled and in flow body right in the morning at least I think and so anyways so that tea really helps with that and then I will eat my breakfast at this time this is the pivotal moment for me if I was good (laughs) If I was a good girl and I waited to not go on my phone before breakfast, which honestly most days I don't, but you know, there's a few in there, but this is the actual pivotal moment is I'll be like, okay, breakfast is done. I can go on my phone now. This is, this is where things can go awry. So if I go on my phone right now, I will sit at the table where I ate my breakfast on my phone for one hour easily, like without even trying. However, if I get up after breakfast and I immediately take our plates and put them in the dishwasher or wash them or whatever, or I get up and I, you know, do something with the dogs or I go start a load of laundry or pretty much anything else. Like even sometimes I will get up to do those things and I will just like, as I'm standing up, just like quickly check my phone, check Instagram or whatever. And even then I'm able to kind of like continue the momentum of like doing things that are not on my phone. This is such a pivotal piece for me and maybe it is for you too. And if it's not this and you feel like you maybe spend too much time on your phone or you don't um, have enough You don't feel like you have a lot of time for yourself in the morning. Figure out where that pivotal point is. Like where's the action that comes right before picking up your phone? And like how could you put something else there? So that you're not perfectly just sitting at a table full and happy and your phone's just sitting right there. And like it's too easy, right? It's too good. And so I really try my best. Of course, it does not always happen. This is the this is the part of my life where like the phone really can wreak some havoc (laughs) 
on my time um, and my mental energy, especially because when we wake up, at least at this point, you know, I've done a bunch of my morning. I've had my breakfast. So I'm like an hour, an hour and a half into my day. At this point, like my best mental energy, well, maybe it's not quite there, but this is like a really juicy part of the day for me and I would think a lot of other people um, where like your creativity is its highest, your like brain is working, like all these things. And so the thing I remind myself of is like, if I just sit on my phone for an hour right now, it drains that from me. It takes the like juiciest part of my day away because that energy goes into scrolling and looking at what other people are doing today and you know just the mental um strain that being on our phone takes even though we think it's just like a really chill passive like restful thing to just like get on our phone and scroll it's actually not it takes quite a bit of energy from us but it's mental energy so it doesn't seem like it's strenuous you know and so and I found too that like you know, if I get on my phone in the morning and I'm just like chilling, sitting there and my, you know, this is one of the most potent times of the day where my brain is like firing and creative and all the things. A lot of times, like I'll see something that someone posted and then all of a sudden I'm like wanting to go on a rant, like on my stories or whatever. Right. And I've in, in past years, I've done that. Like there are many times I'm sure some of you that listen are like, oh, Chelsea used to go on all these like rants on Instagram and we loved it or whatever. Like I've had so many people tell me like, oh, this is my favorite part of following you. But if I'm honest, like that was not good for me. (laughs) That was not good for me because I would, I would end up being like, oh, I've got something to say about this. And I'd go on this rant. I'd post all this stuff before I know it. I have spent four hours on my phone and all I've done so far is like, had my tea and breakfast and nothing else. And like my, I've not even paid attention to my house or my animals or my family, like, or myself. And so, yeah, I just, I've realized how much my phone can dictate my mood and my energy levels for the whole rest of the day. And I don't know about you, but after spending like hours on your phone, especially if you're like actively posting stuff and you're like, you know, writing and all this stuff, you feel so drained after that. And so even though that was like such a, uh, I, I don't know, important is probably not the right word, but like it was such a big part of my Instagram was my stories and like the things I would say in the morning hours. Um, even though I, I know that was like, yeah, a big part of what people read on my Instagram and the content that I produced, I guess. I've just had to realize like it's not good for me. And so I don't post as much. I don't really post that much at all anymore. And so that's okay. That's just like what we have to do sometimes for ourselves, you know? So anyways, I don't know if that's relatable for any anyone listening, but but if it is, I'm right there with you. Um, okay, so this is a pivotal point if I, you know, can 
get real with myself and be like, okay, we're not going to sit on our phone for an hour. (laughs) And so I'll be like, okay, let me just check. And then if I can get myself off or, you know, I start and do other things around the house or whatever, then that's great. So then I'll usually start doing things like cleaning or whatever. And then I figure out like, what do I need to do today? Um, To be honest, there's a lot of days where I'm like, I have no idea how to be an adult. (laughs) I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. Um, Oh my gosh. But now that I have a part-time job, there are a few days in my week where as soon as all that's done, I'm packing up the car and I'm leaving, which has been really helpful for me because I'm like, cool, I have like a plan for the day, you know? Um, But the days where I don't go to work, I will... Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure out like things that need to be done around the house. Maybe there's like business stuff that needs to get done. Or maybe I'm just like spending time outside with my animals, with Fabian, etc. Um, so right now, lunchtime, you guys have probably heard me talk on this podcast about how I love tuna salad. Tuna salad has been my lunch for months now. Every day. There's a few days in there where like, Maybe I didn't eat it because someone else made me lunch or whatever, but I eat a lot of tuna. I recently hit a wall with tuna and I'm, I'm getting the ick from tuna salad, sadly, because tuna salad is cheap. It's super easy to make and it's really easy for me to pack ahead of time and bring with me to work. Now that that is giving me the ick, I've had to get creative and I won't lie, it's, I mean, I'm sure all of you guys know, I feel like lunch is one of the hardest meals because it's like, what do I eat? I don't want to spend an hour in the kitchen to make my lunch, right? Because it's right smack dab in the middle of the day. Um, If you guys have kids, I'm sure it's even more like I need something quick, right? So, so this is a tough meal for me, but I will say that this is the meal I really try to focus on getting enough protein. And when I say enough protein, like for me, I want to feel satiated. I don't want to feel like I just had a little snack because I will always have that afternoon crash if I do that. Like when I used, before I moved up here, when I used to work in retail every day or be at school or whatever, I would... I don't even know. I don't even know if I ate breakfast, but I think I would eat like something in the morning sometimes, or I'd have like my freaking bulletproof matcha or whatever. And then I'd have like a snack at like 11, 12. And then I wouldn't be able to get to a meal of some kind until like three. And I would be so tired. Like, so tired I was dragging myself home to make a meal or to or a lot of times I'd be like fuck it I'm just gonna go to mother's market the health food store down in SoCal and eat from the salad bar because I'm so tired I can't even like think of making myself something right now so that was like a recipe for disaster and so when I moved up here I actually was so used to having that eating schedule that I kept just like not eating lunch. So I would eat breakfast and then I would just not eat anything during the day and then I'd wait till dinner. And I was so tired every day. And even Fabian pointed out, he was like, 
I think we might need to like see a doctor like you're really tired and I'm concerned and I was I remember one time I was just crying and I was like I don't know why I'm so tired every day like I don't understand what's wrong and he was like well you don't eat lunch ever like you eat like one egg for breakfast you eat maybe like a little snack in the middle of the day of like chips or something and then you eat dinner and he's like you might not be eating enough And that was like when the light bulb went off and I was like, huh? Like, no, that that couldn't be it. I don't know why that was a part of my thought process that like food didn't (laughs) dictate how much energy I had. Like, of course it did. Not to make us sound like machines, but, you know, in a way, a car needs gasoline to go, right? Like we need food to go. And so that was a big light bulb moment for me. And so now lunch is super important for me. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, like since I've had this tuna ick, it's been hard. I don't know what to eat. I am just like, nothing sounds good. I don't want to spend two hours, you know, an hour making it and then like cleaning it up and all the things. Um, yeah, just it feels annoying. And I think that's how lunch feels for a lot of people. But I can't tell you how much better you might feel if you're not eating lunch now and you incorporate a protein rich lunch into your day. Like it, it has changed my life in so many ways. I think eating a breakfast is really important too. That's protein rich and is not just one egg. (laughs) like is actually satiating for you. Um, Yeah, just it's really eye-opening how much that really makes us feel better. So today I actually made, um, not spaghetti, but I made meat sauce and pasta. So I I had like spiral gluten-free pasta, which by the way, if you are gluten-free or even if you're not gluten-free, Trader Joe's, if you have a Trader Joe's near you, they have like a quinoa and rice pasta and it's like a spiral pasta. It's pretty cheap. I think it's like $2.99, which is a great price. And it's really good. Um, if you want to go fully seed nut grain free, because quinoa is technically a seed, but also can be seen as kind of like a grain. Um, well, I guess rice is not grain free, so I take that back. But if you want to just have rice pasta a gluten-free rice pasta, which I think is the best gluten-free pasta. I see so many people talking, (laughs) quick rant, but I see so many people saying that the cassava noodles, I think it's by Jovial, are the best gluten-free noodles. Um, no. No, they are not. (laughs) They are so bad. (laughs) So bad. Okay, if you've never had a good gluten-free noodle, maybe I could see you thinking that that's good for gluten-free. But as someone who's been gluten-free for a long time, but also remembers how good regular pasta is, do not buy the cassava noodles, okay? Um, Save your money. Buy, actually, Jovial, the same company. So if you don't have a Trader Joe's, uh, Jovial is usually at a lot of different health food stores and maybe even regular grocery stores. Um, they make a like just plain brown rice pasta 
Or if you can find any other brand who makes just plain brown rice pasta, 10 out of 10. That is the best gluten-free pasta. Also, and like I said, like even if you're not gluten-free, it's a great option because it's basically just like eating rice. It's just in the shape of a pasta. So I don't know. I think it's great. It's really easy on your stomach because it's literally rice. Um, It cooks well, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, I made that with tomato, meat sauce, grass-fed beef. I even poured in some um, homemade like chicken bone broth that I just made. And my trick, so I've been not really eating dairy, which I'm so sad about. My stomach has not been doing well with dairy. I don't know what's going on. I'm still figuring it out. So I don't put cheese or anything like that on my pasta, but I do feel like it is such a great addition to add butter. Like I have to add butter to my pasta sauce. It makes it thicker and more rich and creamy and yum, delicious. I will say this is really not a summertime meal. Like it's so rich and like warm, but for some reason it's been sounding really good. So that's what we've been eating. Um, I think yesterday we had like tacos for lunch because I just quickly like sauteed up some ground beef and we just threw it in tortillas with veggies on it. Um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to get creative. Uh, something I've really been into as well. I don't know if I've mentioned this on another episode, but I've really been into pasta salad. My friend Erica, she is like the pasta salad queen and she, I've been spending a lot of time at her house this summer. And so I've been eating tons of pasta salad with her and I've just been obsessed. And so she's given me her recipe. I've made it for other friends. I make it for myself. Like it is so dang good. And so that's really good. You can add meat to it if you wanted, Um, but it's a really great summer meal because you don't really cook it other than cooking the pasta. And it's better when it sits in the fridge. So it's like a really great thing to make in bulk and then have it throughout the week. So that's something I've been loving. Um, Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of it, actually, as far as lunch goes. So then dinner rolls around. um, And for dinner, this is also another. Well, so dinner feels like the formal meal of the day for us, at least. And so. Fabian and I try to eat again our routine is very much around the sun actually so the seasons but especially the sun and so he does his last feeding well actually it's not his last feeding but he does his first round of dinner for the horses at five and so he feeds all the horses then he comes back in and then we go back out at about seven Once the sun is lower and it's not as hot and we get our horse out, we get the dogs out and that's when we take everyone on a walk, Uh, whether it's like Fabian is riding our horse and, you know, training her or sometimes we just walk her and then I'm working on training the dogs and also getting them exercise and then also it's just like us spending family time, blah, 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 blah. So we do that until the sun goes down. And once the sun goes down, um, we put the horse back and then we do the last night feeding of the horses. And then we put the chickens away and all the things. So anyways, we try to eat and be done with dinner by seven. 
So right now, um, in the wintertime and stuff, you know, the sun goes down way earlier. And so we usually eat around five always. But right now, because our days are so much longer and it's so dang hot, we are eating at about six, 6.30. Um, also, I'm working now. And so sometimes I don't come home until around that time. So it just works out. So um, yeah, dinner is like kind of more of our formal meal, I guess. It's funny because I'm like, oh, it's because the meal we sit down and eat together. We are very lucky and are able to actually eat pretty much every meal together. So that's not true. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes lunch we eat separately. Sometimes breakfast even we eat separately. But dinner, we always eat together. And so dinner, I try to put more like creativity into, try to put more like time into. Um, so dinner is always different right now we've really been into um I'll make like cod fish tacos which is really easy and then I'll make um like a mango salsa which is so good highly 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 recommend um and it's so simple too because I'll just make the mango salsa and I'll put like some uh avocado in there as well and you don't really need anything else you kind of just like throw that in the tortilla with the fish and you're good to go. So yeah, that's been really easy. Let's see. We also eat a lot of burgers. We, and I try to make it like fun because personally, personally, I have to eat something that sounds good to me. Like I am not, you know how some people will have like, oh, Mondays are taco night, Tuesdays are whatever, you know, we're not like that because I every day I'm like, okay, what actually sounds good? And for me, I have found that that's actually what works best because I'm more likely to actually eat enough if it's something I actually want to eat. If I'm eating something I don't want to eat, but it's like all we have in the fridge, I'm probably not going to finish my meal. (laughs) Like that's just, I don't know if this is a girl thing. I don't know. Um, But that's just how I am. And so being able to like tap in with myself and be like, okay, what am I craving today is really important in how I nourish myself. So let's see, uh, tonight I'm going to be making some kind of chicken. Oh, we've been doing lots of roasted whole chickens, which is great because we actually do have this little oven in the backside of our house. And so I'll just like put it back there so it doesn't heat the main, main part of our house up. Um, and I'll make, yeah, a roasted chicken and we'll eat that with like potatoes and, I've been making this salad a ton where it's literally just chopped tomatoes and like I leave it in kind of big chunks and then chopped avocado and then I'll add sometimes chopped cucumber um, and cilantro or green onion and then I'll do like salt and pepper and sometimes I just mix that together. Sometimes I add a little bit of a drizzle of like avocado oil or olive oil um and that is so refreshing and so good we have a lot of neighbors and stuff who grow um tomatoes so we've been just having like awesome tomatoes so that's been a side dish to a lot of our meals lately like there's some days where I will literally just make like chicken and I'll like bake it or cook it in a pan and we'll just eat like chicken with that salad on the side because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to cook <laughs> or it's like too hot or whatever. I also have been making this thing, um, which is inspired by my friend Sage, who is an incredible cook. But I make essentially like a chimichurri, except it's cilantro. 
And so I do a ton of cilantro. I'll even put like the stems in there. Um, I'll put green onion in there, salt, pepper, avocado oil, quite a bit of it. And then I blend it with my immersion blender and it just makes this like, yeah, chimichurri sauce basically. So it makes it really easy for me to just make like any kind of meat and we just drizzle that on it. And it's also really delicious on potatoes. Like sometimes I'll cut potatoes up and I'll roast them and then we'll put that sauce on it too. So anyways, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what our dinners have been looking like right now. Um, so yeah. And then we go on our walk with our animals. We do all the nighttime chores. And so we're outside until about nine. Um, I actually have been doing my workouts, which are about 30 minutes long. Um, I will either do them after breakfast or I do it after our walk and chores. And so I've heard that it's not great to work out within like two hours of going to sleep, which I agree with um, because it can it can basically just like spike your cortisol because your body's like, oh, we're still working, you know. And it it takes you out of that wind down and like melatonin production. And so I don't recommend. (laughs) But, you know, life is life. And sometimes you got to just kind of like squeeze it in where you can get it right. So, yeah, I and honestly, I feel really good and like strong at the end of my day because I've already eaten all my meals. And because I'm not a morning person, I usually feel more awake at night. And then the sun's gone down. So it's a lot cooler and I really love to do it just like on the porch, even though I do get a million mosquito bites. But um, So at like 8.30, um, I will hop on the porch and like do my workout until like 9, 9.15. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. And then we'll like rinse off in the shower or whatever and then pretty much go to bed around 10. Yeah, at about 10. I have been trying to not be on my phone before bed, um, like an hour before bed, but it's so hard. (laughs) Like, I feel like so many people talk about like, oh, you just don't go on your bed an hour or you just don't go on your phone an hour before bed. And it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's like a universal experience that like everyone's on their phone at night because it's we've all created such a habit out of it. It's almost like very hard not to Um, not to say that we shouldn't. Right. Like it's obviously really good for us not to do that. But um, I'm I'm right there with you. We're like that's a freaking hard habit to break. And uh, I don't want to say it's unrealistic to break because it's not, we, we could do it easily. I know a lot of people who do, but, um, it's, it's uncommon. <laughs> a lot of people don't do that. You know, um, I think it's, yeah, it's one of those things that I think everyone struggles with and nobody really like talks about it. But, um, one rule that we do have that I feel like helps me so much because I am someone who tends toward like easily sitting on my phone again for another hour, um, or for an hour in general is I don't bring my phone in the bedroom. So I'll try to get off my phone before bed, but if I don't, at least I'm plugging my phone in, which I highly recommend, especially if you're like me. And then I go like brush my teeth and everything. 
And then I go upstairs and I lay down and I read to fall asleep. And I always fall asleep super fast. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my summer routine. That's what it looks like right now. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because I've heard so many people say that like, if you are outside a lot and if you watch like, you know, get morning light in your eyes, you watch the sunset, you're grounding, like all this stuff that your body will just like automatically, um, sync with the sun. I am here to tell you that it does not happen that easily. (laughs) I'm also here to say that it's because I'm on my phone. Um, That's definitely having an effect. But um, yeah, it's harder. It's harder than than people say. Like I even like I went camping recently and I didn't sink into that at all actually. I was like not tired at night, even when we were camping. So I don't know. I think for some people it works really well. I'm sure someone who works or lives in the city and then goes camping or like lives maybe my lifestyle would totally sync up with the sun because it's so different. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I've just like lived like this for so long. It's just, I just don't wake up with the sun, guys. (laughs) I do not wake up with the sun. Maybe one day and I'll let you guys know if that happens. But as of now, I do not. Um, And I think it's okay. So anyways, okay, that segment took an entire hour. I thought that would be like a 10 minute thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to talk about all these other things because it's going to go by so fast. Well, it didn't. So let's quickly go over the Barbie movie and... um, my trips that I recently went on, and then we'll call it a day. So, Barbie movie. Barbie movie, Barbie movie, Barbie movie. Um, okay, so I feel like there was a lot of controversy around this movie. I feel like there was tons of marketing around this movie. So, like, everyone heard about it everywhere all the time. And I think people were, like, annoyed by that. Um, I think there were a lot of people who were just like, I do not get the hype with this movie at all. Why are we excited about Barbie? Barbie like caused a lot of problems for women. Um, It's such like a consumerist thing, like, you know, all the things. And I, I, I kind of mentioned this in the last episode where I talked about the Barbie movie, but um, I'm just such at a point in my life right now. I don't know if it's because I turned 30 or what. But I'm at such a point in life where I just want to have fun. I am prioritizing fun and like tapping back into like my childlike self um, and just like finding the fun, the joy, the play in life because I think especially like where we live and being with the animals and all that, you're confronted a lot more with like the realities of nature and so I think I've really come to respect life a lot it doesn't feel uh so far away like death and things like that and I've just really realized like how short life is and how precious being alive is and so I think through my experience through my trial and error of like 
being obsessed with health and wellness and like being obsessed with like my career and accomplishments and all these things. I finally come to this point in my life where I'm like, I'm glad I did all of that stuff, but it also made me realize that I want to, I want to experience as much as I can in this life. I, and I especially want to prioritize like love and play and fun and beauty in my life. And at this point, it's almost like that's all I want. And I just want to be so present in all of that. And so anyways, all of that to say, like, I was (laughs) actually, this is a weird transition. (laughs) But as a kid, I was, and maybe some of you were too, I was a Spice Girl kid. Were you guys a Spice Girl kid? Like, Spice Girls were big when we were young, if you're from the same generation as me. But, like, some of us, that was, like, Spice Girls were our life. Like, that was everything. I had the high tennis shoes just like Baby Spice. I had all pink glittery outfits or just, like, glittery everything, rhinestone everything. I had pigtails. Like, I was every single day in my house playing my Spice Girls CD on repeat, learning every single word, doing dances. Like at seven, eight, nine years old, nothing else, actually even before that, four, five, six, seven, eight year, you know, years old, all that mattered to me was like pop music and Spice Girls. And then also Britney Spears. So like Those were so important in my life for so many of those like formative years of my life that it like shaped me. Like that's sparkly pink pop, like all of it is just like my shit, which is so funny because I'm so sorry to say this, but I am not a Swifty. And I feel like that is the exact vibe of like the Taylor Swift community. For some reason, I just like, I, it just doesn't hit for me. All the respect to Taylor. She's an amazing artist and all of you that love her music, but it's just not for me. But anyways, I'm, I just, I, I don't even want to say like, I was going to say I'm a sucker for like pink sparkly everything, but like, I'm not a sucker. Like, I just love that shit. And so when the Barbie movie came out, like I didn't even play with Barbies, you guys. I played with Bratz dolls. I played with American Girl dolls, but mostly Bratz dolls. I was on Neopets. Like I wasn't playing with Barbies. But the music for this movie, the visual experience from this movie, Margot Robbie and all of her like sequin, rhinestone, bright pink, everything. And this was just from like the trailers and stuff. I hadn't even seen it yet. I was just like, oh my God, seven-year-old Chelsea is dying to just like be in the vibe of this whole movie. And so I've been super excited because I knew it wasn't going to be, I guess from seeing the trailer, I just like knew that it wasn't going to be like a kid's movie or it wasn't going to be like literally just like a sweet little wholesome movie about Barbie. Like it was gonna have modern day themes with this like I think my friend Erica had such a good way of saying it she said it's like a it was like a visual feast for the eyes and I think 
that's that's what it was and I just was like so enthralled by how beautiful it all looked how fun how playful and how it kind of was like tapping into our um generation and like that that um yeah like Spice Girls era almost you know and so I was just I was really excited I was really excited I also love Margot Robbie so I was pretty excited about that um And if you haven't heard, actually, I'm probably one of the few people on earth who's like stoked about this, but Dua Lipa has a song in Barbie that is like one of the main songs. And what's it called? I can't even remember what it's called, even though I've listened to it more than 150 times by now. I, I think this is a hot take. I think, and let me know if you guys agree. I think Dua Lipa is the 2020s Spice Girls. Let me know if you disagree or if you agree, but Dua Lipa, like, she is everything to me at 30 years old because it feels like I'm, like, reliving that, yeah, that, like, 90s, early 2000s pop female singer star. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with Dua Lipa. I love her music. I love her. I love her outfits. Just everything is just so perfect. <laughs> it's just so great. I think she's so great. And so when I heard the song for the movie, I was just like, this is my favorite song. Like, this is the song I want to hear on repeat in my ears for the rest of my life. <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm going to love this movie. Even if I hate this, like, even if I watch it and I don't like it, I just love what they've done already. So anyways, I go and watch the movie. I went to this little small town movie theater, which was so nostalgic and like just nice because it didn't feel like those big fancy movie theaters like in SoCal that I used to go to. Um, It's just like uh, movie theaters like this don't exist anymore where they're just like so small and you feel like you're in someone's house. (laughs) And then they had like popcorn with real butter and yeah it was just awesome my first time being at the movies in a long time super small theater and so I go and watch it with my friend and um it was incredible I laughed I cried I don't even think I pulled out my phone once because I was just like so entertained the whole way through I will say like it was not my favorite movie ever it was not the best cinematic experience I've ever seen but it was great I think it was so great it was lighthearted. it was funny but it also like touched on on different themes that were deep and brought me to tears like it was just so well-rounded I thought it was so good. And without giving too much away, I'm sure like a lot of people have heard all kinds of things about it already, but I thought it was so amazing how they really went in and touched on all the, all the things that people were like, oh, I don't know why we're excited about a Barbie movie. Like Barbie created all these unrealistic body standards for women and like, um, you know, all those things, right? The Barbie movie touched on all of that. I actually was so pleasantly surprised because I'm sure Barbie, like the actual brand or whatever, and Mattel Toys 
are obviously in on this movie, right? Like they couldn't make it without that probably. But I was very pleasantly surprised with how like able they were in this movie to like say like, hey, yeah, these were problems. This is where we went wrong. And we're going to like make it funny and poke fun at ourselves. And we're going to tell you like actually like being a woman is beautiful and like being real not being a Barbie but being real and having like real experiences and real emotions and real bodies and all this stuff is like actually the most beautiful part about being a woman like I I don't know it was just they did it so well I I can't I can't even put it into words like you guys have to go see it you have to go see it and you have to tell me um it was just so good and then the whole movie aside from like the deep touching parts that sounded weird the (laughs) the deep like (laughs) lessons and all of that in it um the whole movie felt like an SNL skit like it felt like Saturday Saturday Night Live you know like or like the office where it's like it's making fun of itself it's all so ridiculous that it's hilarious like no part of this movie was like taking itself super serious and like Barbie is amazing and like we're a badass brand and like you know like it wasn't like that at all it was like so it was just so good um I know a lot of people also did not like the fact that or they felt like the movie shit on men and you know talked about the patriarchy and blah 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 Um, so I was kind of going into it like, oh, I wonder how I'm going to feel about this because I will say I'm someone who does not shit on men. Like I'm not someone who is like a feminist where I'm like, men are trash. Like that's not my vibe. I think all humans are multifaceted and great and deserve, you know, equal like love and appreciation and respect. So anyways, um, so yeah, I went into it like, okay, we'll see like how, you know, like extreme feminist this movie might be like people are kind of saying, and I will say they did make a lot of jokes about men and like the Kens being like useless or whatever in Barbie land, but it, it wasn't, I did not feel like it was like literally shitting on men. Like everything that they did in the movie was really good at being like this is how it is kind of in the world but also like we're gonna make it funny like we're not actually like super insulting people you know what I mean like it was actually like a little bit yeah it was just like they found a way to make it lighthearted and also be like oh shit it really is like that you know um and then at the end they basically show how like Barbie land and how it's all ran by women and the men don't mean anything and this like version of patriarchy that Ken tried to like make happen in Barbie land instead so basically it was saying both ends of these spectrums don't serve everyone like and are not good because it leaves there ends up being problems and what it was saying is somewhere in the middle is where like as a society we could be in like flourish better and I was like yeah agree completely so I thought it was great um I thought they did a great job I 
again, I don't feel like it was making like super strong, um, like opinions <laughs> about it. It was just like, here's some stuff that happens in the world. And also like, here's some funny stuff to go along with it. And like, actually like, it'd be cool if we were just like somewhere in the middle and everyone could be like happy and respected and work together. So anyways, that's my rant on Barbie. It was so freaking good. You guys, I hope you go see it. And, um, it, it was just like, yeah, it was a, it was just a perfect cornucopia for me because it had the Dua Lipa song. It had Margot Robbie as Barbie. It had Will Ferrell as the villain, which is my favorite actor of all time. And he was hilarious. It's also a very kind of parallel story to Elf, which is my, one of my favorite movies. So that's also why I probably loved it so much. Um, and then on top of that, there were characters from the show Sex Education, which is from Netflix. If you have not watched that show, go watch that show. It is so good. Um, and and the next season that's supposed to come out, like, hasn't come out for three years now. And so it's just been like, oh, I can't wait for that season to come out. And so having a handful of those characters main characters as main characters in Barbie was also just like oh my god are you kidding me this is the best movie ever not really but it was amazing so um yeah so it was just great okay that's enough about Barbie um the last thing I wanted to talk about was my recent travels um okay so I went in July to visit one of my good friends who I've been friends with since high school she had a baby last year. She's one of my first friends, like close friends to become a mother and friend that I've been able to actually watch go through that whole process. Um, and so it was just so awesome to be with her and her partner and her new baby. It was, it was amazing. And it was really eye-opening and amazing to see like someone I'm so close with and have known for so long um have a child and like what that looks like what it looks like on a daily basis like especially because my friend and I I feel like have a lot in common and so I was really able to be like oh my god this is like what it would look like if it were me you know and then just like being there to help with help with the baby and yeah, just be there for daily tasks and stuff. It was just so awesome. Um, I feel like I learned so much about what it really looks like to be a mom on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I was literally watching her run across the house or the room to nurse the baby like at all hours. And I was just like, dang, like mom life. This is really what it looks like because, you know, obviously we hear what what it is and how you have to wake up and all these things. Um, if you're not a mom like me, um, but actually like witnessing it, it was just like, dang, I'm really tired right now. And if I had a baby, I would be having to just nurse my baby, even though I'm really tired. Like that's just, and then when the baby wakes up, you have to just wake up, you know, it was so interesting. Um, and then it was awesome because where she lives is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. It's probably California's like best kept secret I almost like don't even want to say where she lives (laughs) because it's like so special and so many people don't know that it exists but essentially she lives 
um, in an area of California called like the Lost Coast or she lives right a few miles off of the Lost Coast. But um, the Lost Coast is the coast that's next to her and it's the coast that you drive along to get to where she lives. And if you have never had a chance to drive or see the Lost Coast in California, I cannot recommend it more. It is breathtaking absolutely breathtaking like something I have never seen in my life um what's that place I'm like blanking there's that place that's really popular that everyone likes to go to that's on the coast what the heck this is embarrassing I can't remember but you guys are gonna know what I'm talking about Big Sur Big Sur okay so Big Sur is like so popular I went probably five years ago honestly I didn't love it it was beautiful but it was so crowded and like even driving there was so much traffic it ruined it for me a little bit or it just like made it less enjoyable and again it's beautiful but the lost coast is as beautiful as Big Sur if not more beautiful and there is no one like when I drive on that road a lot of times I'm the only car It is unreal, you guys. Like, unreal. Imagine Big Sur, but you're the only one there. (laughs) Like, it's just insane. And so, yeah, it's it's incredible. Highly recommend visiting if you've never been there. Um, It's in Northern California, but it was so nice. And so, because she lives in that part of California, um, she's very far out from like any towns or anything. Um, obviously she lives in a town, but it doesn't have like, uh, grocery stores and all of that. And so being that far away from town, which is kind of like where I live, except she is actually further. Um, you really just hang out at the house and go swimming in the river. And it's just so simple. And every meal we make and, you know, you got to bring everything with you. It's almost like in a way, like what people experience when they go camping, when you have to bring everything, you know, um, it was just so nice. And then having that time with girlfriends, because I actually had my friend who I visited and then another friend came out as well. And we just literally sat and chit chatted for hours for like four days. And it was just the best. We laughed so hard, laughed until we cried, like, that's the best I think and that's what I mean by like finding those moments in life being a priority for me right now like being present with people I love and just laughing our asses off I don't think there's anything better like that's what I want at 30 years old like that's what I want my life to feel like so that was so fun it was just so nice anyways um okay so I went there I also passed through Humboldt because that's how I get there and get back. Um, It was really exciting because Kismet Cacao, my business, my little cacao tonic drinking blend that I make, um, which if you have not tried it or if you have tried it, you can use code, what is my code? House of Nourish? No, no. My code is Nourish10 for 10% off your order. (laughs) And we are still shipping in the summer and we do have some new stuff coming soon as well as some things that are coming back that I think some of you will be really excited about. Um, But anyways, 
Kismet Cacao is being served in a cafe. It's the only cafe it's being served in right now as a drink you can actually order. Um, it's called the Bayside Farmstead Cafe in Bayside, California. It's in Humboldt County. So I stopped there on my way home. And you guys, I am not just saying this because I have Kismet Cacao being served there, but their food is so good. So freaking good. If you're in Humboldt, this restaurant is uses like incredible ingredients. They try to use local ingredients as much as they can. And it's like just when you hear like Farmstead Cafe, exactly what you are picturing in your mind is exactly how adorable this place is. Like so adorable. You sit in the garden, you eat your food. I got this like insane, amazing tuna like panini situation. I also got this truffle cauliflower soup. It was so good. So good. And I paid for my meal. I did not go there like this is not like a thing <laughs> where I'm promoting them. I'm just sharing because it was literally one of the best meals I've had in a long time. Um, yeah, it was so good. So that was super amazing. Um, I got to stop by and visit some friends in Humboldt really quickly before I drove home. And then I drove back home, back to the heat where it is hotter than heck because over on the coast, it is so nice. It is like cloudy. It's like 70, 64 degrees, you know, like pretty mild and then here it's just like 100 every day so that was really nice um and then let's see not last week but the week before I went to Lake Tahoe with my family it was actually my first time actually like staying in Tahoe and going in the lake and everything like that we were in South Lake Tahoe. We stayed at Camp Richardson, which if you've been to South Lake Tahoe, you probably have heard of that place because it's like the most popular camping place in South Lake Tahoe. Um, and I've realized that South Lake Tahoe, I think this might be an unpopular opinion, but South Lake Tahoe is actually probably one of my new favorite places ever. I love it so much so much like I want to go back for my birthday which is in November which I probably won't do because you can't really swim in November but anyways I loved it um I went with my family so my sister her boyfriend um my dad my stepmom some of their friends some of their family it was so much fun um we did tent camping and some of our party did um trailer camping and so we were like a little bit away from each other and we just had to walk to each other each day which was nice because we were walking a lot um this campsite though is so cool because they have they have a small little teeny tiny cute hotel they have the campsites they have the trailer campsites they have a ice cream parlor that is so freaking adorable they have like a little coffee shop they have a general store. It feels like you're at camp, but you're, you can do whatever you want. You're an adult. <laughs> you're like with your people. There's no camp counselors. Um, and then they also have cabins you can rent that are super cute, super rustic. And then they have a beach where you, it's literally a beach sand and you go in the lake. And then they have a restaurant. And the restaurant has like an outdoor patio. They do a live band. So if you like to go camping and be secluded and not around a bunch of people, this is not the place for you. 
But if you like to go camping and it be like a party and there be so many things you can do and so fun and like everything's in walking distance, this is the place for you. Like, I feel like I like both personally and it was really fun to have this kind of camping experience because I haven't had it in years, like since I was a kid probably. Um, And so anyways, you know, every night... Uh, a different part of our group would have like dinner duty and so they'd like make some really fun dinner for everyone and then like you know another group would have to do the dishes and so it was really fun because we had this like community thing kind of going on and then we'd all sit by the fire together and we'd tell stories and do s'mores and then during the day we'd like go do a hike and oftentimes it was to like a lake that was secluded and then we'd all go like swimming and we'd pack our lunches um and in the morning each day we had like a sandwich bar that my parents would set up where they had like bread and lunch meat and all these things and everyone would just go up and like package their sandwiches make as many as they wanted put them in tin foil we'd all pack our lunches they'd have all these different chips and then, yeah, we'd go on these hikes or whatever, and then we'd go to these lakes and swim, and there was one lake we went to, which I I know I keep talking about things as though they're, like, the most amazing thing ever on this podcast, but I'm not kidding you guys. We went to this one lake called Upper Angora Lake that I... I <laughs> okay, I tend to be, like, pretty dramatic. <laughs> I can be kind of dramatic, especially when I'm talking about stuff that I like, but I'm not kidding you guys. This I'm being dead serious about. I have never been somewhere as beautiful as this in my whole life. And it's crazy because you walk a mile. It's only a mile, but it's very uphill. So it's a hard mile hike walk situation. And we brought all these like rafts and things with us. And, you know, we had our backpacks and everything. So we're like freaking climbing this hill, essentially, this trail, and you get to the top and you like you get to the top and you don't see it yet because it's still it's like pretty steep. And then you get to the top and you just have this perfect view of the entire lake, of this mountainside, of this waterfall coming off the mountainside into the lake. And then there's these tiny little like they literally look like Italian or like European little cabins. And there's only a few that kind of line the front of the lake. And there's this tiny general store and they have this handwritten sign that says like, try our our homemade famous lemonade. I literally felt like I was in Italy and I was just like, holy shit. When I got to the top, I started crying, you guys. (laughs) I literally had tears in my eyes and I was like, I've never seen something more beautiful in my entire life, like ever. And so we got to spend the whole rest of the day there, which is why we went there. Um, And there were like families and stuff there and you could rent paddle boards and kayaks. And it was like this lake that was big, but it was small. So it was like big enough to where it didn't feel crowded at all, but it was small enough that you could like easily get to the other side on like a kayak or a paddleboard, or I guess you could swim, but it would be take you a while. Um, it was incredible. And so we got to spend, I don't know, like five hours there or something like that all together as a group. And we had our packed lunches and I got a paddleboard and 
I got on top of a cliff that everyone was jumping off of and I sat on top of it for 20 minutes and then I crawled my ass down (laughs) because I was too scared to jump. Um, But you know what I realized? So I'm not the girl who gets on cliffs and jumps off. I'm a little bit adventurous, but I am not that adventurous. I'm not that ballsy. Um, I feel like a lot of people that go to like lake trips with their family or whatever um it's like a thing to go like cliff jumping and like everyone does it and I've always been the girl growing up I'm in the boat I'm on the ground I'm on the shore I'm not on the cliff I have no desire and if you're gonna make me get on the cliff I'm gonna cry like that's not for me (laughs) I don't need that adrenaline um but on this trip uh, me and my sister had like paddleboarded over there. We had some other friends that were with us that were going to jump off. And I sat there and I watched them and it honestly wasn't that high. It was probably like 15 feet high. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there and I might jump, but I might come back down. That's what I told my sister. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like give myself the freedom to just go up there and check it out and jump off if I want or not. And so that's what I did. I went up there And little did I know, um, it wasn't just like flat and then you jump off. It was extremely slanted and it's like a rock. So it's slippery. And so even just standing up was like hard because you would like fall over, you know, if you didn't have great balance. And then on top of it is you had to like run and jump out because there were some rocks underneath. And so I watched a ton of people do it and everyone was fine. But I was like, you know what? That's not for me today. This is not the battle for me today. And so I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to get down. So I got down. I did hear it from my family. My family all were like, oh, Chelsea, you know, everyone was a little frustrated because I just sat up there and I said, you know what, you guys? I didn't need to do that. I'm a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Um, so yeah, didn't didn't jump off, but that's okay. Um, the paddleboard was so nice, so fun. So anyways, we did that. We all got really sunburnt. And then we went to the bar. Um, so there's like this bar, like I said, at the camp. And they're known for this thing called Rum Runners, which for me... I have not heard of anyone drinking rum since I was 16. Like, I don't know. People don't, like, drink rum, I feel like, in their adulthood. Unless you're, like, desperate. (laughs) So I was like, rum? Oh, God. No, no, no. That's like offering me a jungle juice. You know what I mean? And I also don't drink on top of it. I will drink here and there, but I just prefer not to and have been that way for many years. And so I used to drink a lot in my teens and early 20s. But when I turned like 23-ish, I just was like, it's not for me. I don't want to drink anymore. I hated hangovers. Um, I was, you know, getting healthy and things like that, caring about my body more and all of that. And I just realized it, I didn't like the way it felt. So I just chose not to drink anymore. Um, so yeah, I don't, I rarely, rarely drink. And if I do, it's like a glass of champagne and sometimes I'll finish it. Sometimes I'll take two sips. So that's like the extent of my drinking usually. Um, 
But anyways, so I, there was a previous Tahoe trip that my family went on and I had only heard stories of it. And I heard these hilarious stories about how everyone went and drank these rum runners and there was a live band and it got crazy. And like my sisters told me these stories and my dad, and it just sounded so crazy and hilarious. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait for this to happen on our trip. Right. Well, it wasn't happening. (laughs) Our trip was so wholesome. No one was drinking. It was so chill. Everyone was just like, yeah, just so wholesome, which was great. And, you know, I think most people on the trip thought that was better for me. But funny enough, I was like, I I eventually was like, yo, when are we going to the bar? Like, when's everyone getting crazy? And my family was just like cracking up like, you want us to drink? And I was just like, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I feel like I missed out on the last trip. Like, I want to see it happen for real, like in front of my eyes, you know. And so obviously we were like joking with each other. My family is very, um, we we crack a lot of jokes with each other. So we're always like giving each other shit and like just, yeah. So anyways, so we say that and or I said that and my dad was like, you know what? All right, it's 3 p.m., they're probably going to have a band playing right now. Let's all go down and we'll just get one rum runner just to like experience it. And then we'll come back, um, back to the campsite. And we're like, great. Sounds good. And we're all kind of tired because we went for a hike that day and like went in the lake and all that. So we're just going to go for one rum runner. The way that all (laughs) crazy drinking stories start, right? We're just going to go have one drink. So we go we have said rum runners. My dad orders around for everyone. And it wasn't even the whole group at this point. It was just like half of us, mostly like the young kids and my dad and my stepmom. So we each get a rum runner and I'm already like, oh fuck, like rum runner. What is this thing? And it's coming out of a Slurpee machine or like, you know, those slushy machines and it's bright orange. And one thing I will say is I'm also at this point in my life where, you know how I said, I'm like prioritizing like just enjoying life and like playfulness and all that I'm also at a point where like seeing a drink like this of course I'm going to be like oh fuck if I drink this I'm not going to feel good tomorrow but I'm not looking at it like oh my god how many chemicals are in that oh my god how much food dye is in that I don't care I don't care because I think part of taking care of ourselves or like enjoy I, I think enjoying life and just like giving yourself freedom to enjoy things is so pivotal in like how your nervous system feels, how your body feels, all the things. And so I'm on a trip. I'm with my family who I don't see very often. I'm like, hell yeah, let's drink a rum runner. (laughs) I might feel like shit tomorrow, but let's go. And so they hand me my rum runner and they're like, oh, you have to get a topper on it. So I see people walking with these rum runners and they have like liquid floating at the top. And I'm like, no, I don't want that because they have like this brown liquid. I'm like, oh, God, please do not put extra alcohol on top. Like that actually sounds gross to me. And they're like, no, you have to. That's how you do it. And so the guy's like, I have, you know, it's like triple sec or banana liqueur or coconut. And I'm like, all of those sound disgusting, but coconut, I guess. And so then I watch him and he just pours a shit ton of Malibu on top. (laughs) I'm like, okay, (laughs) coconut. Um, So we all get our drinks. 
and we all go sit down. We find a table like right in front of the um, live band. And it's just these two guys. It's like one guy playing a guitar and one guy playing a keyboard. And it's also a restaurant. So like many people, it's very crowded or like full. Lots of people sitting eating. It's 3 p.m. So people are eating like lunch and or maybe early dinner. I don't know. Lots of people on the beach. And everyone's just sitting there. And most people are barely paying attention to the music because they're enjoying their lunch. And it's just these like two guys playing like classic rock or something. And so then my family comes in and we are rolling uh, probably 10 of us deep. Okay, so 10 people walk in. We find a table smack dab in front of the band. Two tables. We push them together. We sit down. We all sit down. We start drinking these drinks. And within five minutes, I am giggling. I, I'm i uncontrollably giggling at everything. And of course, everyone's like, oh, oh, here she goes, you know, like the girl who doesn't drink. And I've, like I said, I've drank a few times in the past several years, but usually I just feel like a little looser or a little more like woozy or whatever, right? This was different. I felt, I don't know if it's because of all the sugar that was in this drink or what, or just being with like my family and music and all this. I was just, I felt so good. I was so giggly. And then it's like funny. Everyone's laughing. I'm drinking more and I'm like, oh my God, this tastes so good. I'm like downing my drink. At this point, everyone's drinking their drinks and they're starting to feel it too. They're starting to get a little gigglier, a little more like, woo. And then before you know it, my dad's all of a sudden coming back with a second round of rum runners for everyone. And the band's playing. And my family also is not a quiet family. We are a little bit loud. And so the band's playing. And at this point, we are all like the band's biggest fans of all time. (laughs) We're sitting at these tables with all these nice mostly sober people probably or people who can handle their alcohol a lot differently than us um are sitting and watching and we are cheering this band we're screaming we're singing every word that we know with them we're you know they're about to sing another song we're screaming our requests probably very annoying <laughs> but i will tell you as someone who was a part of it it was so fun it was so fun and so funny and And the guys who were playing the music were loving it. They were like, oh, my God, these people like care what we're playing. Like, this is incredible. And so they were getting all fired up. They're playing songs for us. They were like, you know what? Because they're playing all these like slow songs like Tina Turner and like all this shit. And they're like, you know what? We're going to play a song for you guys. Because at one point my dad yells out, baby got back. Like, (laughs) play baby got back. They obviously aren't going to play that song, but they do know uh, Waterfalls by TLC. And so they surprise us. They play that. And my family's just like, ah, like so excited. (laughs) And so they're playing it. And there's the part where like, I think it's Chili who does the rap. I don't know, actually. But anyways, there's like the rap part. And they were even saying before they played it, they're like, all right, we're going to play this song. But there is this rap solo. And like, we don't know that part. And so we were like, oh, that's probably true. Because they're playing all these like classic rock and like slow songs. Well, 
I had a feeling that they had something up their sleeve. They play the song and then it gets to the rap part and the guy on the guitar just goes in and does the whole rap and my family is screaming we're jumping we're like oh my god and so he does the whole thing whatever (laughs) and then at the end of this song these guys who are performing are like just on cloud nine they're like we just fucking killed it and my family is so excited my dad and some of the other guys that were on the trip are whipping their wallets out they are like flinging 10s 20s out of their wallet they're like go put this in their thing and so we're putting all this money in their um you know like bucket or whatever and they're just like so excited my dad goes and gets them rum runners and brings it over to them and they're just like oh my god you guys are amazing this is so awesome like we're not used to this and so then um (laughs) they play more songs and at this point we're like you know three rum runners deep and my whole family's up and dancing my dad this is what my dad does he pulls everyone up that he can to come dance with us like he wants everyone so happy with us and so he's pulling people out of the audience aka the restaurant (laughs) pulling them up come dance with us come on and people are like loving it and so some people are like no 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 I can't do that no no and it's like you know these old guys like in their 60s who have like these beer bellies and then um they're like all right fine because we're like come on please and they're getting up and they're having so like you can just tell they're like so happy we're all dancing we're making a circle like we're all dancing together and then at one point um so there were like some kids that were watching and they're like okay we're gonna play a, a song for the kids since there's like a younger audience here today and they're like we're gonna play a disney song and so we're like oh my god what are they gonna play like we're so excited They end up playing Elton John's Circle of Life from Lion King, which is like a slow song, right? But the guy does it amazing. The the guy on keyboard, he does it so good. He sounds like Elton. He's on his keyboard. But, you know, it's like not a piano. It's still like a bar, you know, live performance, whatever. And my whole family, we're all you know, standing up. We're right there at the stage. We're singing it with him. We have like our hand, our arms over each other. We're swaying back and forth. (laughs) So (laughs) you know how at the end of that song in Lion King, it's like this beautiful moment where like, it's like, and the circle of live and it's like Rafiki the baboon and he's like lifts up Simba and he holds him up on top of this cliff and like the camera gets this like circular angle and it's like you see the whole you know safari and all the animals are like going off and it's this amazing moment like the prince is born you know whatever so (laughs) that moment's coming in this song at the bar and it's like building up. We're getting there. We're getting there. And my dad turns to my sister and turns to his like best friend who's there too. And he's like, he goes to my sister and he goes, get ready. We're picking you up. And then he goes to his friend. He's like, Rick, grab Kaylin. We're picking her up. (laughs) And this is like all happening as it's like building. Right. And no one else really hears that. I hear it. And obviously my sister hears it because she's about to get picked up and she's like, huh? Wait, what? And, and I'm like, oh my God, what's about to happen? 
And so it's like, and the circle of life. And my dad and his friend lift my sister up like they are professional cheerleaders. (laughs) They lift her up and she is perfectly straight. Her whole body and her arms are in a perfectly straight T. And they lift her up and they like like move her in a circle, a perfect circle, and she's overlooking this whole restaurant. <laughs> perfect form. Just circle as if she is Simba. <laughs> and they bring her down and the song ends and everyone is like, Oh my god, like the whole place is just like, Whoa! And my whole family that was like standing and dancing and everything, we are crying, like screaming, laughing, like, no way, no way. And then the guy from the band, he comes up behind me and he taps me. He's like, you guys are incredible. He's like, clearly you guys are all athletes of some sort. You guys play some sport. What sport do you guys play? Because he's like, how did you guys just do that? And I'm like, we don't play a sport. We're just drunk. And he's like, wow. (laughs) And we are just like dying, laughing, dying. And so anyways, they go on to play like two more songs and, you know, we're up dancing. We got everyone, you know, all the rum runners, everything. It was insane. And then finally the band ends. My dad goes up to them. He says, you're I'm hiring you like because my dad wants to have live music come to his property um, at some point which he really does. And so um, he gets their information. You know, we're we're best friends with them at this point. Um, And they tell us, like, we also have this woman we perform with. She's not here for this performance, but we play songs from, like, Dua Lipa. And I'm like, Dua Lipa! Oh, my God! And so, anyways, it was awesome. So hopefully we do see them again. We have a round two of that whole situation with some Dua Lipa songs in there since, actually, my whole family loves Dua Lipa. So... Anyways, so then they end, we're like, okay, we need to get out of here. And so we like make our trek back to the campsite and it's like this long straight road. It's probably like, I don't know, a quarter mile maybe. And so we're all walking and everyone's pretty drunk at this point. And we're just like cracking all these jokes. It's so funny. My dad's friend has like a towel wrapped around his neck and says it's like his cape. And like, it's, it probably doesn't sound that funny actually. (laughs) if you weren't there but anyways then um we're walking up and so a couple days previous uh, my family had met these two guys who were at the beach with their fam, like their wives and their kids and my dad had invited them like hey you guys should come to our campsite you know any day that you're out here and we have like cornhole come play come eat some barbecue with us blah 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 um that's that's how my dad is my dad invites everyone everywhere so he invites these young guys and these guys are like uh they're about my age like in their 30s or something um actually one of the guys told us when we were talking to him on the beach he's like yeah I'm 29 and blah 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 and I thought he was kidding because he just seemed older than me because I'm 30 and he said that and he was like telling this story and everyone's just like you know listening and I just start cracking up and I'm like oh wait was that not a joke And he was like, what? And I was like, wait, are you really 29? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. And he's like, do I not look 29? I was like, 
uh, not really. <laughs> and it was so awkward. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Okay. I will not talk anymore. <laughs> anyway, so those guys. Um, so we're walking back and me and my dad are like arm in arm. We're like having the time of our life. And we're like, where are those guys who said they were going to come play a cornhole tournament with us and like hang out? Like, what the heck? Where are they? And my dad's like, you know what? Let's go in the hotel because they were staying at the hotel. He's like, let's go in the hotel and I'm just going to go in the lobby and I'm going to be like, hey, guys from Sonoma County because we didn't know their names, which obviously would be super obnoxious and we would not actually do that. But my dad says this and me and him are like, yeah, let's do it. That'd be hilarious. And my sister is like, no, 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 you guys cannot do that. No, you cannot do that. And we're like, yeah. And we're joking. We're going to do it because my sister's getting so (laughs) worried. And so me and my dad are like, here we go. And so we're like hand in hand or arm in arm. And we're like walking up to the hotel. And my dad's like, we're not really going to do that. We're just going to walk in and walk right out. And we're going to tell her we did it. And we think it's so funny. And so we like walk in, we're walking up to the hotel. We're like giggling, like, oh, this is going to be so funny. And we walk in and there's the front desk of the hotel and someone's using the front desk at the hotel telephone. And it's one of the guys. Literally, of all the people that could be in the hotel at that time on the phone, it's that guy. And me and my dad are both like, no way, it's you. And we're cracking up because we're like, there's no way you're actually here. Because it was, you know, supposed to be just like a little bit for my sister that we were doing. And so we're cracking up. And then all of a sudden, my stepmom and my dad's best friend like walk in and they're like, we were told we need to come pull you guys out of the hotel because you were going to do something because my sister like told them and 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 they see what happened and we're like the guy he's right here we just came in to look for him as a joke and he's right here and anyways it was just this funny moment and he's like I'm gonna come out there and he ended up not because I guess he got caught up with family stuff but anyways so then we walk out and we're just like crying laughing and we tell my sister the whole story is pretty funny so that was my experience drinking alcohol rum of all things on my trip in Tahoe um it was pretty fun I'm not gonna lie I also am not gonna lie I might have rum again at some point because I'm shocked at how good I felt and then the next day I had no hangover which is insane because I did not take like any supplements I didn't do any like electrolyte powders like I didn't do anything I just drank a bunch of water and hoped for the best I felt fine. It was pretty amazing. It might have been because we were camping. But anyways, we had so much fun. There were so many times on the trip where we were just like in the car driving to or from somewhere. And my dad loves to dance and sing in the car. Like my whole entire life, he has always put music on really loud. And we all dance as a family together. We all sing as a family together. And so that's always just been like a highlight of being in the car with my dad. And so being on this trip and doing that you know, being 30 with like my sister and my stepmom and friends and family. It was just so fun. We would play like, you know, country music and Dua Lipa and all the things. It was so, so, so fun. Um, So yeah. And then I came home and we have been busy with three horses. We have one horse that's our own. And then we have the two horses that we, uh, Fabian trains. Um, And I've been trying to learn horsemanship stuff as well so I've been out there uh like some days with Fabian trying to learn how to ride and train and things like that but we also 
have a third dog. We got a puppy. So the day, two days before I left for my camping trip in Tahoe, we went and picked up a Craigslist puppy. We found him on Craigslist. Um, Basically, it was like this older couple who have a ranch and they have like a million animals and their two other dogs accidentally had puppies I guess and um, they couldn't afford to keep the puppies or like feed them or anything and so they had them up on Craigslist and it was really hard to communicate with them and so Fabian was like screw it like let's I'm just gonna drive down there and I think I'm just gonna pick a puppy up and it happened to be a Catahoula, which we already have. And Catahoulas are working dogs. They're super high energy. Like our veterinarian told us that Catahoulas are like four times the amount of energy as like a border collie. <laughs> so it's like the most energetic dog that exists maybe. I don't know. That's what we've heard. So um, we wanted a working dog because we want a dog that can handle ranch life. And like at one point we were going to get um, cattle and stuff like that. So that's why we originally got Meadow, who we also found on Craigslist two years ago. Um, and then since having her, we've just loved our experience with her breed so much that we're like, you know, one day we will get a male Catahoula. Well, you know, this dog popped up on uh, Craigslist. It was this family who just like couldn't afford to keep these puppies and it was a ranch. And so it was awesome because the puppy was already super exposed to um, like ranch life and horses and other dogs and cats and everything. Like the the couple who had these puppies had 20 horses and like 15 dogs or something like that. So anyways, Fabian goes and picks him up um, and he is, the puppy is covered in fleas, like absolutely just covered in fleas. And so... And, and the people were kind of just like not doing anything about it. And Fabian was like, okay, well, you know, have you like dewormed these dogs? Or like, do they have any shots? And they're like, no, you know, <laughs> no, we haven't done anything. And he's like, okay, well, let me give you $50 for this dog. And they're like, no, 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 just take him. Like, we can't afford these dogs. Like, take him and can you take more? And Fabian was like, I, I can't, but I would if I could. Um and the guy's like, save your money and go get this dog some flea medicine. So that's what Fabian did. He said there were like so many fleas on him. You could just see them crawling all over this dog. And the dogs, I guess, were all like whimpering because they were getting bit so much and they were so itchy and it was pretty sad. So anyway, so he gets the puppy, goes and gets some some flea medicine, which by the way, we just got regular flea medicine from the pet store because we really did not want to bring fleas home to our animals. And so, you know, all the natural stuff, I, I kind of just went out the door with that. Um, but we got some flea shampoo and flea medicine. And so he gave him the medicine, he got home and right away we did a flea shampoo wash and we just saw all these fleas, like literally hundreds falling off of him dead. It was crazy. And, um, we introduced him to the other dogs that took a little while because Meadow is very territorial now. She's very, like, unsure of animals she doesn't know. And then Vinny, our other dog, who's, like, a pit bull mix, who we Fabian rescued a long time ago, um, he does not like other dogs. And he gets really scared, and so then he snaps, which has been really scary in the past. So that was something we were nervous about, but we just, like, kind of went for it. And we were super careful with 
having the dogs near each other and we kept them separated a lot. We had them on leashes, like everything. And now we're, um, I think we've had him for three weeks now. He's doing so good. He's amazing. He was already four months, so he's not like a baby baby. Um, but he's still, you know, totally a puppy and so cute and so playful and him and Meadow now just have the best time playing. Vinny loves him, has totally accepted him. We don't worry about dog fights at all now. And um, it's been great. But it's been a lot, like a lot of work. Like the puppy just wants to chew on absolutely everything in our house. We have to like constantly be watching him. We're trying to crate train him. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot. So we're just like so focused on our animals right now. Um, that's just... I. I hate to say this because I know it's not comparable, but for us who have never had children, it almost feels like we have kids because we're just like so in it. And so, yeah, like our, our summertime routines and everything. And, you know, as far as me being uh, doing this podcast weekly or being online and things have just kind of like not been priority because we've just been just been in it with life and animals and outdoors and stuff. But Anyways, things have been great this summer so far. I hope I hope that your summer is going great. I hope that it's not too hot where you are, that you have air conditioning maybe. Um, yeah, and, and I hope that <laughs> this episode was, I know it was random and kind of all over the place, but I hope that made you laugh, maybe helped you, um, supported you, maybe was relatable for you, any, any and all of that, but... Until next time, you guys, um, next week or the next time I have a podcast episode, it will actually be a interview that I did um, a few weeks ago now with one of my great friends and people that I just am so inspired by. So that'll be a guest interview and it's going to be centered around like uh, body image and eating disorders, um, exercise, things like that, food. It's a really, really, really great episode. I can't wait to share that one. But um, until next time, I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.